What's up, everybody? It's your host with the roast. Oh, wait. That's that's another YouTuber. Who is that? Who's the intro for that? Oh, it's Berlizzi, my seventh favorite YouTuber. You know, whenever I bring up Berlizzi, no one knows who he is. Like, sure, he was relevant only in, like, 2017, 2018. But he came up with the whole bit about... Is that the Grim Reaper? And it's such a popular sound on TikTok. And he has other popular sounds from his old videos. And no one knows who he is. So it's just really annoying. Anyways, it's Icon Hour. And... (laughs) Uh, I didn't like that. Well, wait. I guess I could make that, like, a little trend. Like, it's Icon Hour. (laughs) Ew. Okay, whatever. Anyways, I'm your host. There's no one with me today. Very sad, I know. Also, I know that, you know, I'm supposed to actually record these because it is a podcast on Spotify, but, you know, it's just, I tried to, I, I really did. I just had a very busy week, and I did try to record yesterday, but all of the footage got deleted and I recorded this twice. It kind of sucked anyway, so I don't know. I mean, I guess third time's the charm. So yeah, very busy week. First of all, um, the good news, I get to drive to school now. I, uh, I don't really have much to say about that. Well, it is very fun. I like to blast my music. Well, not... I hope no one can hear it, though. I mean... Well, I wonder if I care. You know, I do care. Just because I don't want people being like, oh, she's so annoying. Uh, But on the other hand, I do like driving myself. It's really fun, and... I don't get nervous at the wheel, which is interesting. I really did think that I was going to get lost or something, and I haven't gotten lost yet. Maybe that's because I've only been driving in Southwick and mostly to school. But regardless, it's really fun. I also got confirmed, and that took up my entire Tuesday. Um, Surprisingly, not a culty experience. So, like, okay, St. Thomas, pulling it together. Um... I actually loved the new bishop. He is just... I could just tell he didn't really want to be there, and he was just wanted to get it over with, and I like that energy. Um, kind of overwhelming. He used my name a couple times, which was really embarrassing, because he wanted... Well, no, I understand he wants to be, like, interactive with the commandants. Is that what they call him? No, confidants. Why did I say commandants? Communism. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, I did that, and I kind of had a fire fit. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I looked pretty good. I had, like, a princess... It sounds so basic, but it kind of looked nice. I had a Princess Polly, like, um, crop top. It wasn't, it didn't look that cropped, though, because I had, like, really super high-waisted pants. The pants were purple, and they were, like, tie-up, but not the ugly tie-up, like, the people who have, like, those tie-up jeans or whatever, and they're always, like, mustard for some reason. 
no, not the teacher tie-up pants. I mean, like, like express tie-up pants. For some reason, it just looked good. And so, I wonder if y'all can hear my dog in the background. Special appearance. Um, no, but I really liked that. I hated my shoes, I'm going to be completely honest, but I didn't really have much of a choice. And my crop top, it was white, and it was like, um... I don't know it was the same material as the pants. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I'm such a fashionista. I don't know any of the materials, but uh, the the sleeves were like puffy. So I and it like gathers at the shoulders and like the wrist. So like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was just really cute. And so then I had to do the first reading, and I was like so nervous. But I wasn't nervous beforehand. I was nervous after, and I don't know what that was. Oh, Prince Philip died. Mr. Daily Mail is... Oh, if you guys were listening to my thing about the royal family and I was reading the article that Pierce Morgan wrote, like the 50-page article that he wrote about um, Meghan Markle being, like, attention-seeking and how I was he his, like, article was published on Daily Mail. Well, I got a bunch of ads and obviously Daily Mail is, like, not a reliable source. But I'm pretty sure that Pierce Morgan is, like, trying to get me. He's pretty much out to get me because I keep getting so many, like, alerts by Daily Mail and I can't get rid of it. I can't unsubscribe. It's the weirdest thing. They just show up on my computer. Um, yeah, I'm scared. I'm pretty sure he's going to put a hit on me. Anyways, thoughts on Prince Philip dying? I have none. Well, I mean, I guess he's the queen's partner in crime, literally, because they killed Diana. Um, not even a conspiracy at this point, just facts. Uh, speaking of just facts, I am going to assess the Operation Varsity Blues documentary that I just watched on Netflix. Why did I just watch it on Netflix? Not because of TikTok. No, not because of TikTok. It was because of TikTok. But I loved every second of it. First of all, oh wait, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's the it's the documentary about the college admissions scandals and like this one part of it was going like super viral on TikTok because it switched between a bunch of kids that were like rejected from their schools and super sad and this one girl was like, it's fine, whoever like got it is super deserving and then it cuts to Olivia Jade like talking about her eyelashes for some reason, which was really funny. Um, yeah, it's that one. So I watched the full thing. You need to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. So my thoughts on it. Well, first of all, so you know how documentaries have, like, the actors in it to portray, like, the actual people? Well, I loved that part just because the actors, I feel like it wasn't TV dialogue. It was, um, they captured so well, like, awkward pauses and... Uh, Tiny Meat Gang podcast already covered this, but it's so true. I mean, I guess the the telephone conversations are real because they took they took it word for word in real life and then put it in the dialogue. But the way that they awkwardly paused and like did like the uh, like I don't know, I don't know. It was so realistic. So I really liked the acting acting in it, and whatever aside from that I drew my own conclusions so at first I was like 
mm, I feel so bad for the kids that didn't know. And then I had a thing where I was just like, oh, but Olivia Jade knew and her sister knew the entire time. So I don't feel bad for them. So I've realized that I do feel bad for them just because like all of their friends did it too. Every single person that they knew also like lied to get into schools. So you can't like get so mad at them just because that's their own environment and their parents who they look up to are telling them that it's okay and everything. So like if everybody around them is doing it, how do you expect them to like, I don't know. I don't know. As for the other kids who claim they don't know, they probably don't. And I know what you're thinking, like, how could they pose for, like, athletic, um, like, shots if they're, they're not, like, in any sports? And that, that was my initial thought, too. What, what impression they were under was that their parents were telling them that, um, you're gonna try out for this, um, club sport in college, so you're gonna take a couple photos. So that's what they thought. Still, it's kind of stupid, because, like, you're still an idiot if you think that, but again, like, uh, I don't know. The whole thing was centered around this dude, Rick Singer. He was the person that got all of the families into these schools, and so they depicted, like, uh, I don't know, it was just, like, saying that he had about his quote-unquote foundation, and he was talking mostly about how there's a front door a side door and a back door to get into colleges. The front door approach is, like, you get in on your own. The back door is, like, well, I compared it to Gossip Girl myself because I feel like if you watch Gossip Girl, you'd understand. The back door is, like, the Nate Archibald. So the Nate Archibald is, like, your parents pay oodles of money, like, $50,000 to, like, donate a building or something to the school, and maybe they'll, like, consider you to go to the school. It's not a guarantee And they'll look at you funny. They'll be like, oh, you probably didn't deserve to go here, but, like, your parents made a big donation. Which is still wrong, but it just, for some reason, it's more acceptable. I don't know. It happens a bunch in Gossip Girl. Like, how do you think Serena got into Yale or, like, any of this stuff? Obviously, because they want, like, good publicity. So, yeah, just, if you're thinking about the back door, just think about Gossip Girl and, like, how all of those people got in without, like, the grades or anything. And then... The last one is the side door, and that is, like, a guarantee. You're going to get in no matter what, and you're going to get in, and they're not going to be suspicious of you. They're not going to be like, oh, um, well, you only got in because you donated a building. No, they're going to think you got in because you're, like, a good, hardworking kid that just happens to be high profile. So, I mean, it sounds like a great approach to me. What I don't understand is how the colleges like got away with this so easily what is that because at the end stanford and i think usc did this too i'm not sure but they were all like oh we never got any money and we had no idea this entire time that we were getting money it's like yes you did you knew the entire time in fact the person that was wrongly convicted of racketeering he's fine now but He was, like, I don't know, was it USC? No, it was Stanford. They were completely, like, throwing him under the bus. They were just like, oh, this is all his plan. Like, no, he was manipulated into doing this by Rick Singer. He had no idea that he was committing a crime. And 
he asked the athletic directors if it was okay and they were like oh yeah get as much money as you can blah 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 like you're not gonna hold them accountable i'm sorry like that doesn't make any sense and these colleges just suck so badly so this influenced me so much that now i hate ivy leagues that's not true that's not true i mean well just saying notice how all of them are in western and or in the west and not the east I mean, I definitely the East does this too, but I didn't hear any examples of like Harvard doing this or, well, wait, they still have like people donate buildings, but whatever, besides the point. I don't know. Well, at the end, it was just like, there was a bunch of college experts and they were just like, standardized testing is stupid. It says nothing about the student. And then there were just like, also, um, you can probably get the same education anywhere. Ivy Leagues mean nothing, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, why are all these college experts saying that to me? Oh, maybe now I'll believe my parents. So not that I'd ever get into an Ivy League, literally, like, sit yourself down, Nora. But I don't have as much respect for them anymore. Well, wait a minute. I don't, it's not that. Here's what I don't have respect for. I don't like it when people only apply to Ivy Leagues just for the name. I think you should only apply to a college if it's your dream school, if it's always been your dream school, and you can see yourself there, like, being happy. Not just for the prestige or whatever, because, like, you really would want those opportunities to advance your career. So just a hot take, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, like, only apply to a school if you, like, actually want to. <laughs> I can't believe I said that was a hot take. Like, no. Um, I wonder if I had anything else to say about that. Oh, also, why did the parents only get, like, three weeks in jail? What was that? Why are they not getting, like, a year plus? I mean, I guess they're... I guess they're rich and everything but like I don't know it's so unfair why would why would you do that oh oh my god my favorite one because they did they took real um phone conversations with this guy Rick Singer and all of the parents and so my favorite conversation that they had was this one hold on I need to find this this one lady she paid like three hundred thousand dollars She paid, like, $300 to get her two daughters into, like, I think it was USC as well. And the things that the parents would say on there about their kids is insane. And I can't believe that they, like, released this stuff to Netflix. But my favorite one was this woman. She got her two daughters in. Her first daughter was, um, well, she was already in college. So she was calling Rick Singer about her second daughter. She was like, Rick, how am I going to get my daughter to do SAT this fake SAT, like, like, there, you need to understand that my daughters are completely different. My older daughter, like, didn't care, and, you know, my older, my daughters are just so different, Rick, like, you're not understanding, 
Like, my younger one isn't stupid. So she just basically called her older daughter stupid the entire time. And it was funny, but also so, like, disheartening. And, oh, I didn't even tell you about the SAT thing. This was interesting information. So they, Rick would have the parents test their kid for a learning difference. Already so screwed up, right? So the kid would, their learning difference would get them in a room alone instead of with a bunch of other kids. And then they'd get more time on the SAT as well. So they'd have less distractions, whatever. And then the bubbles would be bigger. And they'd do it on a separate sheet. So then there would be a proctor that, like, was in the classroom to, like, make sure they're not cheating or whatever, even though they literally are cheating. But the proctor is actually the person that would take the SAT and correct it. Like, what? So that's just insanity. Um, yeah, it's just, like, not the best. (sighs) I hope they're, like, making the rules, like, a lot easier, or not easier, stricter, (laughs) because that's just wrong, you know, but this, that one woman that was talking about her kids, you will not believe who she is, well, you probably will, she was the hot pockets person, So whenever I think about the college admission scandal, I always think, hot pockets. Okay, vocals. But it's so funny. I don't know. Something about it is so funny and I can't put my finger on it. All right, well, now that we're done um, talking about how stupid Ivy Leagues are, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're probably like fire, but not the ones in California, apparently. So my next segment is interesting. It's an interesting one. Um, certainly is. Let me just go to my list. So I did make a list called Dudes I'd Let Choke Me. Let me just preface this by saying... Hold on, I'm just trying to like justify this real quick. Um... Nope, I can't. Uh, This is just random completely, and I... Well, everybody's thinking about this, so I'll just, like, say it for everybody. Uh, I did discover a pattern. Super productive of me. Um, Except Jalen Brown and Tyler Hero do not fit this pattern just because they're super, like, fit and, like, athletes and stuff. They just don't go with my other people here. So, obviously, Tyler Hero is number one. Um, I, I, I can't even, like, say anything about this. He's, I don't know what it is. I don't, I, I truly don't know what it is. I don't know what the attractive feature is that is just, maybe it's the age, and I'm just like, oh, he's only four years older than, oh, maybe it's because he's just super skilled at basketball, and I, I just think it's really attractive. No, it's definitely the way he talks and the way he moves. <laughs> I'm just, like, going into detail. All right. Okay, Wattpad. No, I've actually never read a Wattpad fiction before. So. Which, I, you know, you wouldn't really think that. You would 
probably if you ever met me you'd probably be like oh Nora definitely reads Wattpad fictions fan fictions but I don't anyway so Tyler Hero we already got that out of the way I talked about him for like 30 minutes in like one of my first podcasts um coming in hot at number two we have Josh Ovalle pretty sure he's a drug addict right now but mm, that's kind of hot no but like I don't know. Well, okay. So, it's definitely him in his, like, 2017, 2018 phase because... Oh, I know why. Because I was... So, I was re-watching Cody Ko's Insanely Chill episodes because it brought me back to such a nice time in 2017 where I first discovered Mr. Cody Ko. And I liked his Insanely Chill podcast. And he was one of the guests on it. And I instantly thought, yeah, you're attractive. I don't really think that much of him anymore. He's also a, like, a writer for Netflix or whatever. So, like, he's doing pretty good. But, yeah, I don't really find him attractive just because he's a grown man. But when he was in his, like, 2018 days, like, he was so attractive. I mean, on the podcast, he did talk about anime for a while. Well, wait. I can't bash anime. I feel like if you like anime, you're either really hot and really cool or, like, so incredibly weird. Um, I never could do it. I don't think I could sit down and watch anime. Just unpopular opinion. I don't think I could do it. It just seems... I like my... I have my, like, fair share of cartoons and everything. I love Spongebob, and I love regular show even more than Spongebob. And Adventure Time's okay. It really got me annoyed sometimes, though, when the lemon dude was on it. I don't know what his name was, but I don't care. No, I like my little, like, cartoons and everything, but I... And then, same thing with Big Mouth. I don't know if I could, like, sit down and watch it. Well, sometimes I love it, and sometimes I hate it. And it just annoys me. But isn't... Was John Mulaney the writer for... Big Mouth or Rick and Morty? I don't care. But, anyways, why was I talking about cartoons? Oh, yeah. Well, because, I don't know. I don't know if I could watch an anime. I feel like I'd just be uncomfortable the whole time. I don't know what it is. It's just not, I don't know. I don't think it's for me. Maybe I will try it. I heard Naruto is good. <laughs> I cannot say that. Uh... Anyways, on on to the next. Mr. Role Model. Mr. Tucker Pillsbury is so attractive. I have him screen saved on my phone and he is just so incredibly attractive. Uh, he's not as brunette as the others. Um, he actually has light brown hair, which is a bit of a change for me. And he has like a middle part. He looks like he's 18, but he is, in fact, 23. Um, he also has, like, giant, giant front two teeth, and it's so attractive, and I don't know what it is. It's just so cute. Unfortunately, he is dating Emma Chamberlain. I'm not sure if that would... They are a cute couple, though. I will say that. If, uh, okay, if you guys don't know who Tucker Pillsbury is, he... He's Emma Chamberlain's boyfriend. 
No, he's not. He is an artist. He's an artiste. He is my favorite artist. Uh, yeah, I think so. Besides SZA, Khalid, Daniel Caesar, and Givian, and a little bit of J. Cole here and there. My big six. Oh, and then I like rule. Rule is his name. I listen to Janae sometimes. Okay, let's not talk about music because it just for some reason talking about it makes me uncomfortable. Like that's my thing. Like that's just for me to talk about. I don't know. I get like really private about that stuff. So. Okay, on to the next. I don't know. He's just really attractive. Um, okay, so just for, you know, shits and giggles, I put Mr. Timothy Chalamet on there. I do find him attractive because he just is. I did have, like, a phase where I'd watch Call Me By Your Name, like, two, twice a day for, like, an entire week. Uh, that movie did break me. I remember watching Call, you, Call Me By Your Name for the first time and feeling different. Very different the entire week. I was broken. I was empty. Oh, it felt like, not that I've ever literally experienced this before, but, like, um, when you do too much, like, drugs, or is it Molly or acid? I'm pretty sure it's Molly. And you get out of your high and it's, like, everything is, like, empty. Anyways... Um, so just never watch that movie. I mean, unless you want to cry. Uh, so then Finn Wolfhard's on here as well. Like, I don't know. The three, the iconic trio, um, Mr. Finn Wolfhard, Noah Schnapp, and Caleb McLaughlin, I think they're all super attractive. It kind of, like, shifts every, like, three months. I'd just be like, okay, well, now I'm obsessed with Finn Wolfhard. Okay, now it's Noah Schnapp's turn. Now it's Caleb's. All very attractive dudes. Okay, so next, uh, I don't like admitting this, but I already have, so whatever. Felix Madel, is that his name? Yeah. Um, but only in his Ginny and Georgia character. So, I don't like him with long hair. Don't go to his Instagram because he looks kind of awful. But him and Jim, Ginny and Georgia is insanely attractive. Like, I'm pretty sure he takes the cake, which sucks, but whatever. Um, I already talked about Jalen Brown, you know, obviously, like, he's a DILF. Uh, well, wait a minute, he's he's not old enough to be a dad. Okay, uh, oh, next, I have Owen William Teague. Owen William Teague plays um, young Danny Rayburn in Bloodline. I love Bloodline, I love Danny Rayburn, and I love... The younger version of himself. He's so attractive on every level. Uh, I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. He looks like a delinquent and it's really attractive. Um, okay. Oh, so then... Ugh. So then I have this dude from TikTok. I think his username's like Pop, like that guy. I don't know. His name's James... Everybody's, like, been obsessing over him. 
and I understand why. Um, oh, he is a sophomore, though, so that's awkward. Well, he's only two months younger than me, so I... Okay, no, that's weird. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, it's definitely the reason being, uh, he wears a bunch of rings, and I don't know. Nice hair. Oh, uh, okay, so then there's Nick Miller from New Girl. Schmidt and Winston may join as well. Uh, well, not so much Schmidt. If Schmidt ever choked me, I'd be, like, not taking him seriously, because... I don't know, I feel like he's more comedic relief than Winston. I feel like Winston could, like, pull it together and be, like, serious. But, no, Nick Miller is so attractive on every level. Uh, And then I have Matthew Gray Goobler, but only as Spencer Reed. Yeah, that makes sense. I like him, like, a lot younger. Like, in the early seasons. (sighs) And then my last one is John Mulaney. Even as old as he is now. Uh, yeah. So, I have a diagnosis at the end. All skinny, ugly hot with style. So, ugly hot. Alright. First of all, I love that someone brought up this whole thing on TikTok. Hot, ugly, and ugly hot. Hot, ugly makes so much sense, I can't put it into words. Hot, ugly... So that would be like Noah Beck, Channing Tatum, Zac Efron. I never, ever found them attractive. Ever. I couldn't do it. They're oh, like Adam Levine, like hot, ugly. And do you know why? It's because they're conventionally attractive, but I don't, well, this might be just a personal preference. I don't know. I don't think I like super built guys. I think the energy is just a bit too masculine for me that it's overwhelming. So maybe it's that, but it's like they're hot, ugly. I can't explain it, but it makes so much sense. Ugly, hot, I don't like that. I don't like that word, that phrase, just because I don't think that anybody like role model or that dude from TikTok, I don't think they're ugly, hot. I think they're pretty. So pretty boys over like hot guys I like it when they're pretty when they're pretty to look at oh it's it's just so cute I don't know what it is all right oh and then with style oh my god you could be literally so ugly but wear like a pair of Levi's or just wear a graphic tee over um a long sleeve and I'd be like in love with you like you could wear a beanie and flip do a little like ollie on a skateboard and i'd just be like okay (laughs) like you can murder me (laughs) yeah so (laughs) yeah is this embarrassing yeah yeah this is incredibly embarrassing why am i like disclosing my personal stuff to you guys i don't know but it's really fun what else is on my agenda? Oh, hey, if you guys watched my last podcast, also a lot of you did. I'm pretty sure it's because I like definitely promote it on my private story, which I vowed not to do ever again just because I don't want people listening to this. But I had to put it on there just because I thought it was really funny. 
because Kelly just got done like talking about how shy she was and then she just like called over a bunch of like Northwest Catholic freshmen and she's just like you want to be on the podcast and I just thought it was funny funny timing so I mm, I don't know if they're listening Mm, probably not I don't care well this is interesting Kelly is Kelly has um gotten their snapchats so oh wait I wonder if you heard that on the podcast oh I actually I think you all heard of that okay well anyway she she got their snapchats that's that's all I really have to say about that um anyway I thought it was funny what is this what Sorry about that. Oh, also on my agenda. Why is this on here? It says I have to address that I had two South Korean exchange students live with me at one point. Oh, well, maybe this is for the Southwick people. Well, I wonder if my dance friends have heard this before. Hmm. I don't think they have. Okay, well, I think, okay, so I was in my econ class, and we were watching a documentary about North Korea, and I had just remembered, oh my god, I literally had two South Korean exchange student teenagers live with me when I was like six, seven, eight, and I forgot about it. I always forget about stuff like that, and they were such a big part of my life, and I just forgot about them. Yeah, so if you didn't know that about me, well, okay, so the first one was Jerry. He was kind of a douche, and he, I'm pretty sure he was like 14 when he stayed. I don't know. Off-putting. Tony, I loved Tony. I loved Tony so much, and I loved his best friend, Byung, and I'm pretty sure he had like a little girlfriend, too. Well, Byung was hot. Byung was so attractive. Anyway, so Tony was staying, Tony stayed with us for two years. They didn't stay together. We got, like, two different ones, but, so Tony stayed with us for two years, and she, uh, they went to Cathedral High School before it was, uh, tragically, um, destroyed, but, but it was a really fun time. Tony was super nice to me. I would, I kind of like acted a weirdo around him. I don't know what it was. I don't think I had a crush on him, but I might have. Not sure though. Anyway, so that was in my old house when I lived in Feeding Hills. I miss Feeding Hills so much. I don't know what it is. I just feels like home. Yeah, Feeding Hills literally feels like home. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just had to, ooh. Also, I think my favorite story about having a South Korean exchange student... Oh, I have two favorite stories. So first of all, Tony, there was this one day where I was seven and my parents had to go to work, but the kids had school off. I don't know if... I think it was spring break. And so my parents were like, Tony, you need to watch Nora today. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, like, whatever. I'm just going to stay at the house, do some homework, whatever. They're like, okay. And so 
And so I stayed there the entire day and I was like, why isn't Tony like coming out of his room? What is he doing in there? And so I was like calling my parents. I was like, guys, like he has not woken up. It's like two o'clock. And they're like, Nora, don't worry about it. He's, he's a teenager. Like he's, he probably just had like a late night or something. And I was like, okay, like whatever. And then I called them again and they were just like, what do you mean he's still not up? Like it's, it's three in the afternoon. I was like, I know. And they were like, just, just like knock on the door or something. And I did. And then I walk in and he's not there. So I'm like searching the entire house. I'm like, where's Tony? Was he like kidnapped? Like, what's the story? And then I find this little letter and it was so tiny. None of us could have found it. It's like, oh, Sheila, I'm going out with my friends on Riverdale Road today. See ya. And it was like, what? And so they got so mad at him when he got home because I was only seven years old, like in a house by myself. But I mean, it was fine. Also, he, he, when he was leaving to see his parents again, I think he was leaving for good, he gave me a pocket knife. I was like seven and a half, eight. I was like, oh, that's like an interesting. Why? Like, why do I need a pocket knife? It was a Hello Kitty pocket knife, and I'm so sad that I don't still have it because I don't have anything to remember him by. I don't even think I have a photo with Mr. Tony. Nothing. So basically, Jerry and Tony's existence were fever dreams. Actually, I do have a picture with Jerry, but I don't have a picture with Tony. And I haven't heard from them in years. My parents haven't heard from them in years. I'm pretty sure they're like out of college by now. I know that their parents are super strict and it's like a common thing for like, people in their part of South Korea to, like, send their kids over to America, and they put grades well before family, so, like, if you don't get all A's, like, you're a disgrace to the family, so, yeah, interesting dinner conversations that we had. Um, I feel like I talked so fast today because I remembered all the stuff that I had to do and I didn't get sidetracked that much, and now I'm not, like, I don't know. Oh, I did listen to the new H3 podcast. The, not the Frenemies one, the one with, like, Hila. And I loved every second of it. Just because, like, they were doing a soundbite competition and I thought it was so incredibly funny. I, there were some memes that I already knew of and then there were some memes that I didn't know of. And my favorite one... So my two favorite ones that, out of all of them, I already knew about, but it was the shout out to my family. No, shout out to his family. Please look that up. It's so funny just because it's so ill-timed. And then look up the BitConnect ceremony. Oh my God. Well, actually, I think I linked it in my Instagram and I like to do that just because It confuses people when they try to follow me. They're like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, does she have a YouTube channel? It's like, no, it's just a BitConnect meme. And I'm a little bit of a meme girl. I'm not even going to lie. I should have my own page. I'm just kidding. That would be awful. Um, no, the new one that I came, ooh, I'm going to look this up. It's so fun. So the new one is from an Ace Family so if you guys don't know who the Ace family is, it's like these weird YouTubers that exploit their children 
for views, which is like a, uh, it's like a common, uh, common, like, family vlog type thing. So they're like the forefathers of, uh, YouTube family content, except they exploit their kids constantly. They have an awful marriage. The Austin Broom, I think his name is, cheats on his wife a bunch. And all they do is just, they're just like, hey, AS family, blah, blah, blah. They make their kids, like, read lines, and they're just, like, unhappy, and they're always being, like, exploited. And then they get, like, more houses, more cars, blah, 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 blah. So it just seems like literal hell. But, (laughs) I'm, like, talking about a meme. No, so the Ace family is that, if you don't know who they are. Anyways, so their their, um, neighbor... They, they just got a jet ski for their pool. So their neighbor... No, it was a mud pool. Whatever. Their neighbor was getting, like, flooded with mud water from this stupid jet ski from the Ace family. And so he started videotaping it, and I think it's so incredibly funny. <sighs> no one else is going to think it's funny but me, though. I mean, I can't help other people's response though I think you just need to like watch the full thing to like think it's funny ah no one's gonna think it's funny but it is well you know it's fine because Mr. Ethan Klein thought it was funny so if he thinks it's funny then I do too let me just skip all the way to the part Wait, run that back. Run that shit back. Stop! (laughs) Oh, I think you need to watch it just because um, he's holding the camera in such a way that it it holds still when he's saying stop. So you can picture him saying stop and, like, getting all tense and, like, veiny in the neck. No one's gonna think it's funny, but I think it's so funny. I well that's a great soundbite might I add like claps for that soundbite it's perfect Mm, I love the bit connect ceremony one I will play that but you need to watch this one because the way he moves around is really funny (laughs) that's funny He's moving his neck around too, which is funny. Super and exciting moment of my life with all of you guys. And let me tell you that we are really changing the world as we know it. The world is not anymore the way it used to be. No, no, no. Be Him the next Gary V. 
Speaking of Gary V, I just found something else really funny to talk about. Mr. Jake Paul. I hate saying his name because I don't like talking about YouTube drama because it's stupid, but also I love it. So, he's he thinks he's like really good at boxing. He's like okay. But this is the first pro that he well, first of all, he wants to box Conor McGregor, which is so egocentric of like I didn't think that his ego could flare up any more than it already has but here we are he swears that he's the best boxer that's ever lived not kidding i can quote him on that and he is in fact fighting ben Askren, who also isn't a boxer but he's a pro like mma fighter so i wouldn't like it's so embarrassing anyways so i needed a laugh yesterday because i was really stressed out and mm, i decided to mosey on over to youtube and i was just like okay well let's see what jake paul is saying to mr ben and it's so embarrassing he was just like trying to get all inspirational and he was just like ben like you're dumb blah blah like shut the fuck like He was like, I don't know. Ben was being so cool about it and he's such a nice guy. And he's just like, oh, I'm just like trying to get back into like my fighting career so I can do something fun. And Jake is like taking it way too seriously. He's just like, I'm here to humiliate you. And it's like, okay, like, please dial it back. Um, and so Gary V, hold on, let me connect this for you guys. So you're just like, what is this transition to the conversation? Um, so Jake Paul, he, I don't know, he said something about skyscrapers, he was just like, as the great Gary V once said, like, you can make your own skyscraper without knocking anybody else's down, and it's like, oh my god, take, first of all, take your own advice, because you are not doing a good job of demonstrating that, second of all, please never quote Gary V again, he sounds like a great dude, he does, but when I have to I I did look at his Instagram. I was like, hmm, let's see if he actually has stuff that's inspirational. I bet he does. I bet this dude is accomplishing a lot in his life. Um, He's probably a millionaire. But there's a difference between him and this other super, like, alpha male type, Jason Capital. He's also on TikTok. He's also super successful. But he's giving actual advice. He's not being like Gary Vee. Gary Vee, oh my god, he's such a, like, rebellious, well, I guess I like him for that, but he's, I think he's just trying to identify with teenagers, and he's just like, fuck school, F school, F this, F that, don't try, like, you don't need to try, he's just like, don't care about what other people say, well, he, I guess he's a funny little dude, but, I don't know. I never really liked the those, like, entrepreneur-type, like, alpha males. They scare me. They're, like, a new genre of people that scare me. First of all, business majors scare me. Well, no, they don't. They're, like, wimpy little... <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to come at business majors. Well, how do I want to go about this? So you're either a business major because you're a douchey alpha male and you want to talk about stocks and 
starting your own business and being rich and flexing on everybody. <laughs> and capitalism rocks. Those type dudes who are like, you know, pretty smart but also such a deuce bag. Um then there's the other ones that like don't know what they're doing with their life and they're like, oh, "I'll choose business. What what the heck?" I'll be a business major. And I can spot those people right away. Like, I just saw, like, three dudes at school today. I was just like, yeah, they're going to be a business major. (laughs) Hey, I'm back. I'm back. Um, I mean, I, I need to end this anyway. Oh, I will be talking a little bit about fashion, though. I'm trying not to talk about fashion as much, but I kind of have to. Um, basically, all I had to say was I got new clothes for the summer, and they're so cute. And I am going through with my boho summer. I don't care if I did it last summer. I'm doing it again. It's so cute. I love my style, and I don't care what anybody says about it. I will not be participating in Emma Chamberlain's Summer 2021 Pinterest board. Um, I already came up with it six months ago. I already discussed this, but (laughs) it's fine. Emma Chamberlain can take the credit. It's fine. Um, okay. (laughs) It's fine. So that is the sole reason why I'm not doing it. Am I a gatekeeper for fashion? Yeah. Wait, no, that wouldn't be me gatekeeping. That would be me not participating in a trend simply because it's trendy. I don't even know where to get any of those clothes anyway. So next summer, I think I'm going to go 70s. I think I'm going to go 70s next summer. But this summer, no, you know what? I think I'm going to keep a boho summer every single one. Because it's too good. Anyways, I have some really, really, really nice clothes. But now I have to work and pay for my $800 car insurance. Because I can drive now. And then I have to pay for gas money. And it's like super expensive now. Um, (laughs) when will I catch a break? Never. Also, speaking of not catching a break, I also have to prepare a clothing drive this year. And I love, I do love community service. It's literally why I am still on this earth. No, that's a little, like, over the top. But, no, I actually love community service for some, it just hits a nerve It's so much fun for what? It's so much fun to manage projects. I love doing it. I don't know what it is. It's so much fun. And... And I do have some ideas, but I'm not going to say what they are. I, I don't know if they're too big. I don't know if they're too small. I think it's a perfect idea, but none of the people that I need to email me back are emailing me back because I need to get the research done before I, like, ask for permission and none of it is, like, no one's helping. So it's really frustrating because I want this to happen so incredibly badly and it would work out with so much other stuff, like, perfectly. Ugh. Anyways, I hope it falls into place. Also, I just had to do um, a call for the ambassadors. 
and how to do their clothing drives, and I was nervous the entire time. I used to be pretty good at public speaking, and now I suck. I don't know when this, like, set in, but it's really annoying. I hate being nervous all the time. I hate it when my hand shakes, when I have to, like, do something. I hate it when my voice shakes, and it feels like I'm about to cry, but I'm not going to cry. I just need to breathe. Um, Yeah, I hate public speaking with a passion, but I do sign myself up for it any chance that I can get. So it's like I'm torturing myself. So that's really nice. Um, I also had a dream last night that a cat was eating me. And I was still alive when it was like taking apart my flesh. Sorry if you're eating right now. So I looked up what that means and it means that I am... Wait, hold on. I think I already forgot what it means. Let me look this up. What does it mean when I dream of a cat biting me? Yes, came right up. To dream that a cat is biting you symbolizes the devouring female? Perhaps you are taking and taking without giving. (laughs) That's funny. You may be expressing some fear or frustration, especially when something is not going as planned. Oh my god, I literally just talked about something that isn't going as planned. What is what does this say? Cat bite dream meaning. Dream interpretation says do not expect anything good. Problems at work and in business will begin and enemies will become more active. Someone close to you will let you down. <gasps> Who is it? Who's gonna let me down? Those are very different definitions, though. Like, what is that? Ooh, I'm going to go on, like, a little a little hunt to see who is going to let me down. Maybe it's people who aren't listening to the podcast. No, if, if anything, they're, like, doing me a favor, and they're not, like, contributing to secondhand embarrassment, which is kind of doing me a solid, so thanks, guys. Um, what do cats represent in dreams? They represent creativity, power, emotion, and independence. They also signify misfortune, bad luck, or deception. Okay, so full 180 on that one. Alright, well, I don't really know what to believe, but it was a traumatic dream, to say the least. Very traumatic dream. I think I'm going to end it here. Because I want to listen to the new H3 podcast and rest my voice. Because whenever I talk, it hurts badly. Yeah, so, I don't know. I was going to have a podcast with the gals on Saturday. But I have to get my solo dress for... Irish step dancing fitted because I can't breathe in it, so that'll probably take the entire day. I also can't drive to Connecticut by myself, even though I have my license. It's okay, it's fine, I'm not mad at Sheila, but I am disappointed. I would like to drive down to Connecticut on my own because I do it all the time. I've done it for probably five months now, so I don't know why I can't do it now, but whatever. All right, well. This is 
Bye.